Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. What's going on, family? It's your man, Gerard Bonner of Bonner 5 Radio, and this is On Course with Heart Ramsey, and we call these sessions Heart to Heart. It's your opportunity to hear the heart of God by way of the man of God, and of course, we're talking to Pastor Heart Ramsey. Pastor Heart, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Gerard. Good, 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 good. So, you know, amid all of the things happening in the the world of the church, which it's it's funny to even say that, but it seems as though every day there is a new topic of conversation. And so we're on one hand, the Saints were talking about Coachella and Beyonce, and that was fun, which we might get into that today. Uh, but one thing that happened uh, not long ago was talk show host Wendy Williams was on her show. And, you know, she has this uh, segment on her show that she calls Hot Topics. And so in this, she was discussing the fact that there were apparently people upset that Snoop Dogg uh, not only has a gospel album, but it is a number one gospel album and has been for a few weeks. And we talked about that project here previously. And um, one of the things that she said was she mentioned the Clark sisters. And in mentioning the Clark sisters, she said that they didn't have a number one hit and that they need to step their game up. (laughs) And that caused a firestorm, the likes of which... I don't know that we've seen in a while with people galvanizing behind an artist. We've seen them divisive about an artist, but not galvanizing in the way they did around the Clark sisters. So much so until it took an album that was 11 or 12 years old and put it literally back at the top of the charts. (laughs) So let's start with this, because there are a lot of nuances to this particular story. First of all, the commentary of Wendy Williams. What do we make of that? Should we even concern ourselves with this type of commentary? Well, when you ask the question like that, should we concern ourselves? The answer is is, is actually no, because Wendy Williams is nothing but a, a talking tabloid. Mm-hmm. She, she she made she, her claim to fame. She became famous. Now she was always, and, and I don't know the details of her of her, uh, um, her story or how she came through the ranks, but I knew she she uh, exploded on the national scene from being a New York voice on the radio mm-hmm. when she when she was speaking ill of Whitney Houston, and Whitney called into her show high. Right, right. You remember that? And when mm-hmm. and and they recorded and they they they, they actually rolled that. Um, that little bit of radio history into stardom, mm-hmm. and so and so she's she has a, a she's known for being to me being just loose with her tongue, not thinking things through. Um, she's known for that, and she actually actually that's how she pays her bills. She pays her bills by just talking craziness. Right. And, and so and, and so and I think though I'll be on the one hand I gotta say this I was really really impressed by how the, the Saints weren't having it. <laughs> Right. (laughs) The Saints were not having it. Listen, the Saints were like, look, okay. Uh, And I think it caught her off guard. Here's why I say that, because 
you know, you a lot of times the church don't rally around. We don't rally around anything. That's we, true. I mean, especially the the black church. We, you know, we we will. I mean, most of the time when something um, becomes national news, it's a scandal, mm-hmm. and and we are ashamed of it, and so we're we're turned on our own, and we, you know, like I said in the last. Uh, um, uh, podcast we did how mm-hmm. we were quick to kill our, our wounded right. but in this situation when she attacked uh, a group that we considered to be gospel royalty mm-hmm. that the the, the clap back the backlash was was to me it at first it was it was refreshing to see us rally and then it, get, it got a little scary <laughs> yeah yeah it, it did it did <laughs> it, it got a little scary because i felt like at at some point we began to be unloving. Now I'm be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, now my my first post was I call it windy, not windy, but windy. <laughs> yes, <'Cause laughs> it's like it quit talking so much. Right. And, and but then then there were the mean things. Some people call it Wendell. Some people call mm-hmm. it. yeah yeah. I mean, then the, the, I mean, some of this is funny. It says if you real deep and spiritual, and, and, and forgive me for laughing, but some of the stuff is was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, 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 the saints are so. Listen, y'all need to behave. <laughs> uh, listen, y- y- y'all need to get saved. The, the saints went in on her. One person said, "Um, uh, you shouldn't be talking. You shaped like a transformer." I mean, oh my they, gosh! <laughs> wow. And 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 now it was it was at first I was proud of the, of, of the response to see us rally together, and then I moved from being proud to being concerned, and then after a while I was like, okay, come on, now we're, we're kind of out of bounds. Right, right. Yeah, we got to the place where we were being mean spirited, and that is not who Jesus is. Yeah. So so let's talk about that because you know certainly as things began to progress, it first started with people just you know, wanting to correct the facts, wanting to rally around the Clark sisters. But then somewhere it it became kind of a personal thing, yeah. um, which I don't know. So, so explain to me, why is it that when someone offends, the, the next battle, and, and this happened because this is not the first time this has happened, whether right. Wendy Williams was the target or other people have been targets. For some reason, the, the, the church doesn't seem to know how to support without, you know, shooting daggers. I remember Steve Harvey saying one time, you know, that he had a hard time with the concept of turning the other cheek you know, uh, verbally and how he, he said that, you know, if, if you say something bad to me, I'm going to say something bad and far worse and try to kill you. And right. I think some people have adopted that as as their way of retorting or responding. So why is it that that seems to be the default for so many? Well, I'm tell you, it goes back to this um, inherent issue that, that, that pastors are not discipling their members. Wow. We are not teaching. We have gone. There are different types of churches that are that are really popular these days. One is the type of church that um is built around um is built around the promise of of stuff. Mm-hmm. The other one is built around the promise of deliverance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and, and then we have some that are, that are actually just um what I call pep rallies. They, they are constant pep rallies where People come together just to to get the week off them, okay. and so what we're what we've been doing we're not making problems. What we're doing is treading water because um, 
like if, if I have a hard week, I go to church Sunday, I need a word. I need a word. So we get a word, and the word is dealing with last week. It's not dealing with the week to come. Mm. And so um, we're not teaching people the basic um, things that you should be discipled into, um, spiritual growth, and certain disciplines that, that come with, with being a believer. Yeah. And one of them is how do we handle people who treat us horribly? Or how do we handle a, a person like Wendy Williams? Yes, we should have responded to her. Yes, we should have educated her. Mm-hmm. And yes, we should have done it forcefully. And yes, we should have stood behind the clock sisters because, listen, they, 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 didn't, they didn't ask for that. Right. Um, they didn't ask for that. But then at some point, we have to recognize that, that suppose it was God. Mm. Suppose it was God. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when David, in the scripture, the Bible says that David had sinned not well, not that sin, but um, David was running from his son Absalom because Absalom took issue with his father's decisions, and he sought to usurp the, the throne and and um, depose his father as king. Mm-hmm. And and instead of fighting Absalom, the Bible says that David and his men got together and they ran. Mm. And when David was leaving town, this man who was a, a, a relative of Saul, who was holding an old grudge because David got the throne and, and his ancestor Saul lost it he started throwing stones at david literal stones at david and um and cursing david as david was was leaving town and the bible says that one of david's generals said to him do you want me to go up to go up there and kill this dog mm. and david says no leave him alone and here's what he said how do you not know that it, he said how do you know that god didn't tell him to curse me right that, i thought that was an interesting wow. statement wow. how do he said how do you know that god didn't tell him to do it well Sometimes, if, if, if it's true that the Lord will use our enemies as our footstool, if it is true, now I'm going to tell you what I appreciated, the clock sister's non-response. Right, right. And I believe that the fact that their record went to number one, and they got all this, the, not, they, the, it, the world, not just the church, but the world now knows who the clock sisters are. Absolutely. Uh, it has to do, I believe, with the fact that they handled it properly. Now, Kiera posted a very nice post. They, they did some nice posts. Mm-hmm. They stood for themselves, but they they weren't over the top. They weren't aggressive or attacking. Right. And I, and I believe that the body of Christ, all of us need to realize that sometimes when the Lord gets ready to do things in our lives, to promote us, to, to bring us in, to take us out, when he does these things, he's going to use good and evil. Mm. Sometimes you need, Jesus would not have gone to the cross if it not be for Judas. That's right. And so sometimes we, we need to, we, I think sometimes instead of trying to resist the evil, there's a little scripture that says resist not evil. And the Lord says that because sometimes it, it, all, everything that's evil is not coming from the enemy. Right. I, to, I told my church recently that, that, um, that um, the devil is God's devil. Mm. <laughs> wow. That's true though. Yeah, he's on a leash. Wow. He can't do it so much. Wow. That's a thought, but it's the truth. He, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's God's devil. Good grief. Good grief. You know, so it's it's what's interesting to me about this. And oh, Well, before that, I want to ask this question because it is a thought I had. So we'll talk about that piece. But in terms of the response to the to, to Wendy Williams, part of me says, yeah, Certain people absolutely went overboard. But then how much of this is, and this is going to sound weird, but how much of it is Wendy reaping what she's sown? All of it. Okay. She's horrible. I mean, I mean come on. Let's not, yeah. we, can't just, we can't just, she is 
horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, um, she's merciless. Yeah. When it comes to deal with people, Wendy does not care who she hurts. Right. And, and um, and she's full of pride. Yes. Of course, you know. And and I just believe that it, it is her reaping what she so. I just I just I guess I, I guess that we have to be careful because I'm again I say this with 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 laughter. She she found out about the black church. She did. Oh, she found out. She you did. thought, listen, the saints came after her. They were not playing. <laughs> they were not playing. So <laughs> what do you make of, because the next day she then posted uh, what was supposed to be an apology. And uh, she said she didn't mean any harm. She said that she, you know, met the Clark sisters several years ago. She proceeded to invite them on her show and said, Something to the effect of get, you know, your nice dresses together and we'll fly you out. And when you come, please sing your song. Uh, You brought the sunshine. One, what did you make of her response? And two, should the Clark sisters go? Well, let me answer the second question first. No, they should not go. Mm -hmm. They should not go. They should not. First of all, she did not apologize. Right. That's not an apology. Mm -hmm. She never she never uh, communicated um, um, sorrow or remorse or regret for anything she said. Um, she she stuck to her gun basically, and then and now she's trying to turn it into this um come come on my show, I platform you. She, they don't need your platform. You didn't you get it by the responses? Right. By the did you not get that you just mentioned their name in in a negative light? Move the record to number one. Don't you get that? There's a different power at work besides you. Mm-hmm. And so, no, no, she didn't apologize. None of what she said fit the, the rules of a, of a proper apology. Yeah, it was not a proper apology. Um, she should be ashamed of herself. And no, they should not go. And 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 for those of you who listen, let me explain something to you. If you're gonna apologize, if you if you're gonna apologize for something, that they begin by saying. I was wrong. <laughs> right, right. Practice those three words in the mirror. I was wrong. Sometimes you have to say you you were wrong. You don't get past the moment without saying you were wrong. And I think I, I just I was just so disappointed that she could not bring herself to say I was wrong. Yeah, it it, it was really something, and I certainly felt in watching her response that if. If anyone else had said that, it would have been very clear that it was not an apology, that it was not heartfelt. And going on the show was kind of some sort of pity, almost. I mean, from where I sit, I don't even see what the conversation would accomplish. Like, uh, you know, them going on her show so she can say and do what? Like, I, I, I don't... I don't know, and my concern, and again, I don't know if they've decided to go or not, but my concern is there are many who would say they should go because it's a quote-unquote mainstream platform. Man, no. So so let me ask you this, because this is one thing that a lot of artists deal with, because a lot of artists want the opportunity to be in the mainstream. Um, how should an artist be able to differentiate in a scenario like this between accepting a platform and not accepting a platform, you know, um, so some years ago, um, um, Melanie um, Pratt mm-hmm. posted something on Twitter that forever changed my perspective on platforms. She said, basically, um, learn to discern between a platform and a ledge. Wow. She says, she says, some people put you on a ledge and call it a platform. They will put you on a ledge knowing. That you that you're not supposed to be up there and then set there to watch you fall off. 
And so that's what I would say to people. Um, every platform is not a good platform. Mm-hmm. Um, expect, I'm going to tell you what, what I've learned. Um, the Holy Spirit, and, and we talk about the Holy Spirit, some people just don't understand how how, how the leading works. But sometimes the Holy Spirit will, will show you signs that you're not supposed to be on that platform. You, right. you turn it down. Right. And you turn it down for whatever reason. If, if it seems like like um, it's, it's like you're ill-prepared or, or that the intent of the person inviting you is not honorable or, or, or that on the platform um, that you're invited to is against what you stand for um, as far as your values and morals and stuff, you turn it down. Yeah. I've seen people take platforms and um, or take, plat- take a, a, a platform for the wrong reason mm. and end up ruining the platform they already had. Wow. You know, um, um, uh, there's a, I'm not going to call the artist's name, but it's an R&B artist that is a Christian mm-hmm. um, and um, was invited to do the um, Donald Trump's inauguration. Mm-hmm. Um, never never felt the need to to kind of communicate with her base that, that uh, she was taking it for whatever reasons. And she took that um, inauguration date and got, got a paycheck. But after that, people stopped buying her records. Sure did. On the other hand, Oh, you have a guy like Travis Green who actually did he did the same thing, mm-hmm. but going in, he, he felt he had the, the presence of mind, the wherewithal to do a video to explain to his constituents and to the, the people that, that support and love him that he felt a call of God to go do it. Mm-hmm. He, so he went in and he did it. There were people who were angry the same way they were, way they were angry with the R&B uh, sister, mm-hmm. but it turns out where well, he since won awards and had major records mm-hmm. because I think um, John Maxwell calls it the, the law of solid ground, mm-hmm. where where you make you don't make a move unless you unless you're sure that the ground only you can hold the move that you're about to make. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people miss that they they just want to make a move because the move because that door opened. Every open door is not from God. Right. No man, when they, when they put you in prison, they open the door. <laughs> mm, wow. That's the truth. Every open, listen, I've learned, man, every open door is not from God. And, and sometimes you have to turn it, especially if it's out of your depth, if it, if it is not within the range of your gifting, if you sense an uneasiness, or if it's in the middle of some type of, of uh, dramatic event or, or drama, or, or you're not, you're not um, sometimes you're not mentally or emotionally ready for, to walk in some doors. Mm-hmm. And people say, well, I don't want to miss the opportunity. But, but here's the thing. Presentation is everything. Suppose you go through this open door that you're not ready for, and the first impression you give is of a person that's not ready. Right. Wow. So I mean, and then going going back to um, circling around to the Clark, the Clark sisters, they're prepared for anything. Right. They're going to show. They're going to turn it out. They, right. they, they ain't just start doing this. Exactly. And they need to be clear. Even them sisters are, are, are um they're up around my age. But I'm gonna tell you this right now. They could handle their own. I, I, listen, they still sing like they could sing with the best of them out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but I would not. I would not dignify her show with my presence. Yeah. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir, titled "True Story," featuring the lead single "It Is So." Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story in stores now and available at all digital outlets. 
Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to you have to trust that God is like a person. He's a real person and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. And now... A word from our sponsor. Have you subscribed to Heart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God, Heart Ramsey. Yeah. There are now two ways for you to receive this regular encouragement via text message. Simply text Uplift to 46786 and you'll receive this regular encouragement on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To receive this encouragement on a daily basis, download the NCC Family app available in the app stores for Apple and Google Play. Once again, to receive Heart Ramsey's Uplift via text message, simply text Uplift to 46786 and you'll be able to receive this encouragement on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. To receive Heart Ramsey's Uplift on a daily basis, simply download the free NCC Family app available in the app stores for iTunes and Google Play. Uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift. I know you're going to dig this. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Yeah, I, I definitely think that would not be a good move for them, but certainly I'm not in uh, their ears to make that decision. So hopefully <laughs> uh, they have the people who would help them make the, the right decision. And uh, either way, I think they have won, certainly with their album becoming number one and them getting all sorts of press that they didn't ask for. So... Well, and then let me add this. And if they did go, mm-hmm. man, I'll be I'll be right there in front of television. Sure, I, I think her ratings will increase because Christians will watch it. Sure, they would, they would. That's, but that's what the whole thing with her is about. She's about she, you know, um, we got to. She's just about ratings. And and I think Wendy does. Wendy needs Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she needs the Lord. That's true. That's very true. That would certainly help her quite a bit. <laughs> uh, so moving from one television show that uh, certainly has caused a lot of conversation to another one that has caused a lot of conversation uh that has reached its end scandal which (laughs) (laughs) there was no way we were not talking about this scandal uh reached its final show recently of course this was its final season season seven and uh the show has ended now certainly during its tenure a lot of people have had a lot of conversation about this particular show. Uh, There have been some Christians who have been on a platform absolutely saying this show is not of God. There are others who say, hey, look, it's just a television show. And then there are some Christians who are actually taking credit 
for the show's end, saying that they prayed for it to end and now it's ended. Uh, now that Scandal is over, I want to get your thoughts on the show um, and what you think the legacy of the show actually is. Wow. You know, um, and that's a deep one. And, and I'll say this. Uh, I, I stopped watching Scandal after, after the third season. Okay. And, and not because it was such a bad show, mm-hmm. but because um, I, I think at the same time, I'm trying to remember. Oh, oh you know what it was? Um, uh, my Montgomery congregation has a Thursday night Bible study. Okay. And I was I actually um, lost track of the show doing that Bible study until my site pastor was able to kind of do it um, consistently. Got you. Got you. And so, so, but, but let me, let me tell you what I did. I have a couple of thoughts and, and they seem to be incongruent and sometimes contradictory. And so I want the, the, those listening to bear with me. First of all, scandal is like any other show, um, um, communicates certain things. And, and, um, and it depends on the person that's watching the, whether they, they translate what they're seeing as a warning mm-hmm. or as a witness or, or even as a, um, as uh, as motivation to misbehave, mm-hmm. it depends on the person. To, to him that is pure, all things are pure. Sure. But to him that is not pure, the Bible says even the things that are pure are impure. Mm-hmm. And so what, what I think about the show is I, I didn't like it. Okay. I didn't like it because of the main character at times was depicted as um I, I didn't like the depictions in the in the show. Mm-hmm. Um uh I didn't personally, but it doesn't mean that the show is a bad show. There are characters I fell in love with. I love Huck. Yeah. Um, his loyalty, his, there's, there's certain things. I mean, and, and Shonda Rhimes is a kind of storyteller where she is going to be over the top graphic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think that's the part that, that I wasn't ready for Shonda. Shonda kind of rocked my world yeah. because I, I am what, uh, I, I can be a prude at times Okay, and she, she confronts my prudishness. She's not <laughs> shy, and I'm shy. I mean, you know, certain things she don't mind saying it. She don't mind putting it out there, and mm-hmm. and, and it makes it embarrasses me at times. So I can't speak to that. Now, from from a pastoral standpoint, I don't think the show was spiritually edifying. Okay. It, it, from perspective of, I don't think that it um. I don't think it it it, gave, it loaned anything to my of, of spiritual value to my, to development. But you have to understand, I only saw up to season three. Got you. And 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 now I'm telling you what I did do. I, I purposed in my heart that um I'm gonna go back and watch the final episode. I, I, um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna download it. I'm gonna watch the final episode because I want to see how how the whole thing played out because a lot of stuff happened. Yes. Um, I, I I became um like I say the certain characters, the whole concept. I'm gonna tell you what I loved about it initially. Mm-hmm. This thing this thing about gladiators. Mm-hmm. I, I love I love the, the camaraderie. I love the labeling. They, they uh, Shonda used some positive labeling in this mm-hmm. where where she where um um Olivia Pope her team was like was uh, they, they came across like a like superheroes man. They right. they could get anything done. That preached to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the gladiator spirit, how you have to think a certain way to work for her. And and that plays well in the marketplace. Even if, if you if you're a visionary, that spoke to me. Yeah. Um you need a hook on your team. You need Absolutely. you need a um what's the other lady's name? Um You need Quinn, you need Abby, you, you need all those cats. You, you need they all had unique um, strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, the way the the, the, the way it, that she presented loyalty, the way she presented uh, um conniving, um betrayal. She spoke to every uh, human emotion possible. Mm-hmm. 
and and so uh, and then it, the, then there's the, the story or the, the dynamic between Olivia and the, the president. Mm-hmm. That that was always intention, and, and 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 I think the thing that made me uncomfortable, and I don't know if, if that it was one of the things that that um. I don't know, as a pastor or even as a person, I may be able to have identified with some parts of it. But I felt like um, it, it showed you the, the good one good thing. It showed you the inner workings of how a marriage can be so complicated. Sure. When there's a power struggle in, in the marriage um, and not this mutual seeking to please one another. Mm. When, it, when the marriage is built on something besides love, it's built on something besides selflessness. Yeah. It, it shows you that. And it shows you another thing too, how you can marry one person and be in love with another. Yeah. Which is, which, which is very are, interesting. Well, well you know, <laughs> there are realities in life <laughs> because, are. and sometimes, and, and that's, that speaks to the fact that you can move too fast in covenant. There's so much there, but, mm-hmm. but overall, and for and people going to say, well, you have people going boo. <laughs> I get it, no, but I have to be controversial sometimes. And, and to me, for me, I'm telling you, for me personally, I can't say for any, for me personally, mm-hmm. it, it didn't edify spiritually. Okay, it didn't. Um, okay. Now, Shonda Rhimes have other shows that I liked, and um, mm-hmm. and then you know, uh, and then I guess as being an old head, I really have a problem in um in in the depiction of certain sins being kind of like whitewashed and mm-hmm. kind of. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? The, 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 the certain sins that, that, that you could put them out there and make them look so uh, appealing and so. I, I have a problem with some of that. Okay. But other than that, again, I don't know that, that that I'm able to speak to the outcome of the show. Or okay. I just know I respect the writer. Mm-hmm. I respect um, her name was it in Carrie Washington? Yes. I really respect her acting. She's. Mm-hmm. I saw part of her acting. I can say I didn't know she could do that. <laughs> right, right, right. And, I didn't know she. Could, yeah. I didn't know she could do that. And for her, I think this was the role that kind of redefined her career, without question. Um, no doubt. Which I thought was great. Now I will say this: uh, I I jumped on board Scandal around season two, okay. and um, I will say that the show over time changed. Um, and what- in what way? Because remember, I didn't see from season three. Sure. So there was a point where they were pretty graphic in terms of their presentation of relationships. Right. Um, and towards the latter two seasons, that really changed. Um, in what way? In, in the sense that there wasn't as much focus on those relationships. And then oh. there wasn't as much focus on showing what would happen in intimate settings in those relationships. Got you. So there was more focus in these last two seasons on what was happening governmentally. Um, you know, of course, you had a presidential election in there. And then I think Shonda Rhimes used that particular platform to share certain narratives. Particularly, there was a lot of. Uh, Black Lives Matter inferences involved. Right. There were uh, a lot of certainly showing the power of of African Americans in this, which was not nearly as prevalent in the first three to four seasons, um, uh. which I thought was cool. I also found that Scandal ended up being, um, for me, and I know this will sound weird to some, but almost prophetic in terms of our current presidential climate 
um, in showing the crazy inner workings, in showing how scandalous and how rotten uh, certain <laughs> things can be attained. Um, right. It, it showed a lot of that. So I think its direction certainly changed from the earlier portions of Scandal to current and, and moving towards the end of the season and end of the series. Well, um, here's the great thing. The great thing for me is, is that I got Netflix. And so <laughs> listen, Netflix is going to be your friend. Netflix is going to be your friend. I promise. Um, but it, but it's inter. It is very interesting to see how the show changed. Um, and even, you know, with Olivia watching Olivia somewhat go to the dark side um, and then watch, you know, kind of how power, you know, there's that old saying that says absolute power corrupts absolutely. And to watch how that began to uh, really tarnish her image and tarnish her perspective and then to watch that somewhat turn around. Um, as the show was ending, you know, there were pieces about female empowerment with, you know, crowning the first female president and, you know, a lot of things. So I think what they were able to do was to make it become a story that was larger than merely the infidelity of a president. Right. Um, and and the first couple seasons, that's what it was, it was really about. Uh, it was a split between her ability to be the ultimate fixer right and her uh, on again off again relationship with the with the sitting president and so mm -hmm. um uh, yeah I, 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 did you ever catch season one i did catch season one okay yeah. season one was good it was so you could definitely tell and you're right i mean there the the scandal was that Right. Um, and then it began to get a bit deeper in terms of discovering the scandal about um, fixing the presidency or the election and then other things that were going on. Um, I will say the show developed, which I think is important because, you know, if it's if, you know, by the end of the season, it was still or if by the end of the series, it was still all about sexual exploits, then right. it yeah, it, it didn't quite do what it could have, but I think they really used the platform to be responsible. And even in that last episode, which when you once you watch it, you'll see just how brilliant it was in terms of infusing so many of the uh, you know storyline elements that uh, are, are can be reflected in in today's time. So, very, you know one mm -hmm. one thing one thing I don't um do. As a matter of fact, I remember some years ago I used to work. Uh, at a church, I was a music pastor, and uh, we had a very, very um, um, I don't know how you describe it. She was our, our accountant. Okay. She, she was very mild mannered. She was very um, she blushed easily. Okay. Was single, and um, I was telling her we were talking about um, some show, something, some movie had come out, mm -hmm. and um, I went to see it, and I, I, I was telling her. Uh, a group of us, were t we were telling her how, how great the movie was. And so she asked us, um, was there profanity in it? Hmm. And we said, yes. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, I can't watch it. Hmm. And so I said, well, I mean, I go out in the store, people cussing. Right. And she, she said something to me that blew me away. And I'm going to share this. Here's what she said. She said, it's weird. She said, I could sit and watch a show. Now, this, this woman is so, she, she looked like she was sheltered as a kid. Okay. She was, she was, the, she was like the Mary Poppins of the church. I mean, she was just so, 
she said, she said, I could watch a show where people are naked and not be affected in any way. Hmm. She said, but I cannot last five minutes in a movie where there's profanity. Wow. And and that speaks to, I think, our understanding of, of, of I, 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 I would tell you what, what I feel or how it affects, it affects me, sure. but I can't tell people, um, you shouldn't be watching that. You know, the Bible requires us uh, as ministers to, to preach the word and live our convictions, not preach our convictions. Mm, right, you got it? Right. Not preach our convictions. Uh, we're not supposed to be preaching what we what we feel. Right. Or, or, or I'm persuaded it's wrong for me, so it's wrong for you. you no, know, Paul said in Romans, I think it's, it's in Romans chapter 15, or uh, I think it's no, Romans 14, he says, let every man be persuaded in his own mind. Mm-hmm. Let every man be fully persuaded. Romans 14, verse 5. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. And so um, for, for me, um, I have to know what works for me and what doesn't work for me, right. what I can handle, what I can't handle. And that's, right. I say this for the people who listen to the podcast who are trying to dis- discern and decide um, whether it was right or wrong for us to um, – whether it was right or wrong uh, for you to watch it or for me to not watch it. Mm-hmm. it. No, you have to be persuaded in your own mind. And you have to know if it's influencing you in a, in a direction that's negative. Right. I don't care if a thousand people like it. It's, it's not good for you. Right. But but if, but if, if, if you could, like, for example, you look at this same show and you're gaining or gleaning um, information and, and um, you're seeing things beyond the, 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 um, the thing that actually made me go, oh, I can't watch that. Mm-hmm. So I think that this the, the lesson here is is that you have to know it's good for you. Yeah. Everybody has to know it's good for them, yeah. and, and you have to be honest about it and be honest before you get in trouble. <laughs> right. No, that that's so good because I I remember again I talk about my upbringing quite a bit, but growing up in church, you know, there were so many things that were called sins that actually weren't. No, you know, like going to the movies going bowling like all of these things it's i was like how is that a sin and going bowling was defined as a sin because someone went bowling on a bible study night well that doesn't make it a sin you know what i mean that just means that they didn't do what they perhaps should have done i don't know but i i think you know you raise a great point because it can be dangerous when we try to legislate preferences yeah you know and you're right you know there are certain things that like i'm i'm not you know, a fan. I know there are certain people who can listen to certain albums that are profanity laced. I need the clean version. It's just me. I just, you know, I I can actually enjoy what I'm hearing uh, when I'm not distracted by those types of things. But for others, it's not a problem. And I think you are exactly right. We have to be careful not to legislate those kinds of things and to even pass judgment on folks, well, you know. Well, Gerard, you know what's interesting is that you you brought this up, so I'm I'm going here, and all the Cardi B fans are gonna hate. Oh yeah. my gosh, Cardi B and Scandal are the same show. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and here's the thing that I gotta say this. So everybody was going in on her new invasion of privacy. Oh my God, he's the best song. Man, listen, ten seconds, literally, I counted ten seconds in, she started cussing. Mm-hmm. Thirty seconds in, she's doing a full profanity laced hook on the first song on the record. I couldn't listen to it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And people say, Oh man, the beat is dope and what she's saying is dope. I can't hear what she's saying. Because she because <laughs> she because I have to decide, okay, so everybody's a B and everybody mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I just I, can't, I I just I just can't do it. And so and, and I think and instead of and those instead of judging the me, remember I'm a pastor. Mm-hmm. 
and 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 that doesn't mean anything in in terms of me being superior. That's that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is is that I have to hold myself to a certain standard, and I have to know. Can you imagine you get the, all that in your soul and get it one day, and in 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 a, a, a fit of excitement, and you're preaching one of those words to come out? <laughs> It'd be a game changer, that's for sure. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be like that preacher that says that hey, I'm just keeping it real. I'm just keeping right. it real. <laughs> but, but, and it, and it's funny. Two things. It, this is just, we're, we're, this is great. Um, you know, so it's funny because I purposely, when I did listen to the Cardi B album, I listened to the clean version, well, as clean as they could make it. <laughs> but you know, I just, for me, b- because you know she says so many things, I wanted to hear what the record sounded like. And again, <sighs> it's it's not a record that I would you know keep in regular rotation. But I, you know, I just knew if I was going to listen to it, that was the version that I had to listen to. Um, but with that said, and it's funny, I wasn't going to mention this, but since we're here, um, <laughs> there's a video that I saw of a preacher responding to a. I'll just call this person a personality. And this preacher, uh, for lack of a better term, used some incredibly colorful language. <laughs> incredibly. And I'm being really kind when I say that. And, and I mean, the, the preacher was not hiding the fact that they were a preacher. Like, it wasn't like you caught me on a bad day. The, right. the, the preacher, you know, willingly opened his phone, gave us 60 seconds, and managed in 60 seconds to use some of the hardest, most colorful language I have heard from a preacher publicly uh, in a very long time. What do we make of, of public cussing preachers? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's broader than public cussing preachers. It's, it's, it's what I, I just believe. And, you know, I must say this and. I may come across as an old fogey, but this is important. Mm-hmm. The church as a whole has embraced the culture which we've been we've been called to change. Wow. And and um and we've lost touch with the definition of the word relevance. Mm-hmm. So we're calling us we call what we do relevant, but it's not relevance. What what we're doing is 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 that we actually are putting ourselves in a position um to be disrespected. Wow. You know, and we really are. Um, and so I believe that, it, it, I, I know the situation you're talking about with this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I really believe he missed it. He's missing it. Um, the people that, um, the people that, that call him pastor, looked him for direction, this should be concerned. Um, because what I saw that, I realized that he didn't just start doing this. He's good at it. Oh, yeah. This word relevant means, um, to be closely connected mm-hmm. to something, and and, and um, of course we we lean towards the definition of it's pertinent or it's um it's applicable, mm-hmm. you know, or or, or um yeah, um it, but it really it speaks of something being connected to something else, and we need to be careful in us trying to be relevant to the world, um, um being legally pertinent or whatever. We have to make sure. That that we don't become them because and I, and I say this because it's important. Mm-hmm. There's gonna, there's going to come a day the Holy Spirit is in the world. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is not just in the church; He's in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference is He is He um, for the believer. Jesus said He will be He will um, He'll be in the believer, but He'll be He'll be out among the world, and He's there to convict them of sin mm-hmm. and of a righteousness of, of coming judgment. He convicts them of sin because. Um, 
he did it, they have not believed in Jesus Christ. He convicts them of righteousness, Jesus said, because I've gone to the Father. And so now he, there has to be someone out there holding the standard of righteousness, and he, could, he convicts them of judgment because the, the, the prince of this world has been judged. Satan has already been judged. And so the Holy Spirit is doing a work out there. What he's trying to do is drive them into the church. Mm-hmm. But if when they come to the church, we've been spending our time building something that was just relevant and looks like what they're accustomed to. Why should I get the, the watered-down version when I just left the real thing. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean why, why, should, why should I come into the church when, when, when we, we uh, you guys call it something else, but it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I just left the real thing in the world. So I really believe, I believe for me, and, and it's a concern for me for the saints. It's like we're doing, the church is doing, and I say the church, I'm speaking about my profession, the pastors. We, we're doing a terrible job. We have to really do a better job at discipling God's people um, into the things of God and into how to appreciate the things of God and not be so enamored with the world. I mean, um, I, I mean, I had some Christians go in on me after our last discussion about Cardi B. Mm-hmm. They, they just felt like I, like I was judging her. I was like, no, mm-hmm. I, I, you're not judging the person, but you have to speak to what they bring into the table. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 if she's a sinner, say, well, she's just keeping it real. She's and she's not even saved. I get it. But the thing is, is that you can't yourself glorify that you can't make that the standard. Mm. Mm. We we have to be careful. I just um again, you know, it's going to be misinterpreted. But I just think it, it it needs to be said that that God has better for us. And and when people, you know, Cardi B needs Jesus, mm-hmm. and Beyonce needs Jesus, mm-hmm. and, and 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 Wendy Williams, and all these people, they need Jesus. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, is that we treating them like they're the stuff. Mm. Then, then what are we telling them? No, they need Jesus too. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, a, I, 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 I'm, I have on my my um list. I have like a, uh, my bucket list. I have a Bruno Mars concert. I have. Yes. A, 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 I want to see Beyonce. I want. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want just. I want to see it live. Michael Jackson died. I never went to a concert. Right. Earth, Maurice White died before I even ever saw Earth and the Fire live. And so my thing is, I think it's a, it's good to see it. It's good to go and experience it. But sure. at the same time, don't forget. That what you have is more valuable than what they what they ever would have ever have. Yeah, it's more valuable. Yeah, yeah. I think it's as important that, and it's like it's a great discussion, and it's important that people understand perspective. And I think that this is this is good stuff. This is good stuff. So I hope you guys <laughs> have enjoyed today's conversation. It's been a lot of fun. I know you have something to say because we've gone quite a few places today. So we want to hear what you have to say. So by all means, reach out to us on social media. Use the hashtags either heart to heart, that's H-A-R-T, the number two, and then H-E-A-R-T, or the hashtag on course. And by all means, be sure to subscribe, rate, or download our podcast and share them with a friend. You can check it out here on iTunes and on Google Play. And join us next time as we get on course with Heart Ramsey. 